Welcome back to the Sportsish Podcast, a place for those of us who like sports-ish. We are making sports fun, cute, and digestible, unlike your boyfriend's sports news. My name is Lily. I am the founder of Sportsish, and today you just get me. I don't have a husband. I don't have a friend. It is just me, and honestly, I'm a little nervous about it. Can I carry a conversation with myself for the next X amount of time, 45 minutes, hour? Hopefully, we don't take up too much of your time, but help you feel like you've left informed, right? But in a way that you actually care about. There has been all the drama in the sports world recently, and I'm going to cover it today. Just me giving my candid thoughts, opinions, covering all the things. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for joining me. We do have some really fun, exciting guests coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, So I thought you guys can grin and bear me for this episode. And then we'll bring on some really, really fun guests. And when I say really fun, I mean like the ultimate fun. We're talking girlfriends, wives, of professional athletes are coming to us and it's going to be great. But today we're talking about the drama in sports. There's so much going on. First and foremost, baseball is back. Now I'm going to be honest, like when I have thought about my favorite sports, favorite sports to watch, baseball has never been one of them. I have a few gripes with baseball, but mainly It can get so long. The games can get so long because, you know, unlike most professional sports, there's no time clock. Now, they did add a pitcher's clock this year where the pitcher has 15 seconds to uh, pitch. You know how previously, like, pitchers, like, could step off the mound and adjust their cup and, like, tip their hat and do, like, a bunch of weird nods to the catcher. Well, That is no longer because they now have to pitch the ball within 15 seconds. And that was just started this year. But other than that, the length of the game is really in the control of the players and how fast they can get the other team out. So I feel like baseball has a tendency to just drag on. I have been to multiple games that last four plus hours. Um, You know, those extra innings will really get you and that's when the game ends tied and you just have to keep playing until someone finally scores a home run. So I've never really historically loved baseball. I've always considered myself a hockey fan or a football fan, but I don't know. I'm kind of coming around. I did grow up going to Yankees games, right? So I grew up outside of New York and we would drive in all the time to Yankee Stadium go see them play. And, you know, everyone hates the Yankees besides Yankees fans. So I would put myself in the category of being a big Yankees fan. Do I know everything ever about the Yankee stats? No. But was I present for many Alex Rodriguez, Derek Jeter games? Yes. Do I love that they now like kind of have admitted that they don't actually like each other? that they are kind of publicly feuding. Yes. So A-Rod and DJ Derek Jeter were obviously the legends growing up early 2000s is when I was attending the games as a young girl. And I would have not known that they actually kind of hate each other, but they do. 
Uh, Alex Rodriguez, by the way, unrelated really, but he's the worst. I think I've said this before. Uh, the man has quite the dating history, but I do know that he did cheat. This is common knowledge. This is not me just coming up with something to come up with something. He did cheat on his first wife with Madonna. So there's that. Uh, he also has dated Kate Hudson, Carmen Diaz, and as we know, J-Lo, who he also was unfaithful to. So we've established that A-Rod is the worst, not my favorite guy in the world. Anyone who cheats on J-Lo just, I don't know, something's wrong with ya. So we've started watching baseball games this week. Ashton, obviously, Canadian, loves the Toronto Blue Jays because they are the only team in Canada, in the MLB. So he has the Blue Jays. I have the Yankees. We've been watching baseball. And you know, I never dated a baseball player. Like I said, wasn't my sport. But I'm watching these games and the players are cute. There are cute baseball players in the league. And unfortunately, I don't have my husband here to discuss how cute these baseball players are, but I know he would agree. Uh, So I made a top five, the cutest baseball players in the league right now. If anyone feels inclined to turn on an MLB game, I've got this list of the top five hottest players in the MLB, so you can choose the game to turn on. So I have Max Kepler. He plays for the Minnesota Twins. He is cute. He is German, and he is he's like one of those just like almost pretty type of guys because he's like so handsome. Uh, Dansby Swanson is my forever baseball crush. I discovered him a few years back. He now plays for the Cubs in Chicago. He is married to Mallory Pugh, who is one of the most fantastic female soccer players in the country. So they're just perfect and that's not fair, but Dansby Swanson's really attractive. Um, he's very much like my type, uh, that I pursued when I had a type. Now my type is just Ashton. Uh, okay. Three, we have Julio Rodriguez. GQ sports just did a feature on Julio Rodriguez and man, oh man, he's got these like huge dimples. He's from the Dominican Republic. He plays for the Seattle Mariners and he's really attractive. All right. I have to give a nod to Bryce Harper because, I don't know, I've been a Bryce Harper fan for ages um, of him and his cute little family, his wife Kayla, and they have two kids. And, I mean, not only is he fantastic at baseball, I mean, he is fantastic at baseball, but he's also really attractive. He's got a great bod, And he just came out last week with an interview that said he does Pilates like four times a week. And that's, I think, one of the funniest things I've ever heard is that Bryce Harper maintains his shape by doing Pilates. And I would like to be a Pilates girly myself. Um, I can't afford most of the Pilates classes in New York City around me, but I do a little, little like video app program called Melissa Wood Health a few times a week. And man, I just think Pilates is like, it's like magic, really works and really like lengthens and strengthens. And so Bryce Harper is a Pilates guy and I want to be a Pilates girly. 
Last but not least, I obviously wanted to keep it to five. So I was going to put Shohei Otani as my fifth hottest baseball player because I love him. It's no secret. Our family loves him. We discussed it uh, in depth last week on the pod. Shohei Otani is one of my favorite MLB players. He's just cute. You just kind of want to hug him. Uh, in like a game of F, Mary kill, I would marry Shohei Otani every single time. But he does have a teammate on the Angels, Mike Trout, who is really phenomenal at baseball and like a family guy and kind of like just big and rough and cute. So I'm just having like those two Angels players as my fifth choice for my hottest MLB players because I couldn't pick between them. Like Shohei, I'd marry every time. I guess, what is the edited version of F, marry, kill? I think it's like kiss, marry, kill. I think that's what people are doing to be a little more PG these these days. And so if I was playing kiss, marry, kill, I would kiss Mike Trout every time, marry Shohei Otani every time. So like I said, baseball is back. It is back in full swing. Uh, No pun intended. Actually, pun very much intended. And we'll get to a lot of baseball coming up. Note that I did not include Aaron Judge on the list of hottest MLB players. Like I said, I'm a Yankees fan. So the Yankees fan in me wants to put him on there, but I, I admire his talent. I love that he broke the home run record last year. He's just not that cute. But we lo- he's got swagger. Or as we, as the kids say, he has Riz. Aaron Judge has Riz. That's all I know about him. Um, but I do, I think Max Dansby, Julio, Bryce, and Shohei slash Mike beat him. We're going to get into some March Madness. March Madness. Today's April 4th. Tuesday, April 4th. You will hear this on Wednesday, April 5th, which is Wednesdays are our new podcast release day, guys, by the way. I, uh, I was thinking to myself that I listen to podcasts while I'm doing mundane tasks because they make it so much easier and better. For example, uh, Maddie Murphy from the Bad Broadcast. I don't know if I've mentioned her on the podcast before, but if I have not, I should have because she is like not just a friend, but almost like a mentor to me in the sense that I just look up to her and the brand she's created, and the community she's created so much. And I actually reached out to her when I was starting Sportsish and kind of just asked for advice. At this time, not even anticipating making a podcast. And she just said, you need to create a podcast. You need to do a podcast, which was, you know, like in the world of podcasting, how cool for someone who is so big like her to just tell me that I need to jump in as well. And females supporting females, oh, There is nothing better. There's nothing better. So anyways, tangent, but Bad Broadcast is my favorite podcast. Yes, over my own. I I would rank it number one every time. She keeps me busy while I do my dishes. Um, And if I'm behind on episodes, then I get to do the dishes for longer. Somehow I just make the process longer because I'm enjoying it so much because I'm listening to the Bad Broadcast. And so... I realized that I listened to podcasts on commutes, doing the dishes on runs, if I, you know, ever find the time to do that. (laughs) And I wanted to give the opportunity for Sportsish to 
be listened to during the week because the week is when we do our mundane tasks. Weekend is a little more fun, um, a little less scheduled. And so releasing on Fridays was fun for me because I love Fridays and it was kind of like just like a fun morning to release the podcast on Friday. But I realized that I want our listeners to be able to get what I get from other podcasts out of this podcast and to be able to listen to it um, while doing things that maybe aren't as fun. So we switched it. We're Wednesdays now. Welcome to the Wednesday Sports Podcast. Uh, But you're listening to this on Wednesday. So on Sunday, just a few days ago, was the Women's NCAA Finals, the championship between LSU and Iowa. And honestly, there has been so much talk over a certain point, a certain gesture during the game But I think we just need to mention that the game was phenomenal with a final score of 102 to 85. So LSU took the win. That is the highest score ever in a women's final in the NCAA. And uh, LSU is the only team to ever score above 100 points in a women's final. It's just cool. Guys, viewership is up 42% this year for the women's tournament. People are realizing that women's sports are exciting, that women are realizing that they need to support women's sports. Men are realizing that the WNBA jokes are tired. They're old. We don't care to hear them anymore. I'm just excited. Um, I think there was just as much hype around the women's tournament as there was the men's tournament this year, truly. I saw media coverage almost equal on both sides. And I'm just excited. I'm just happy uh, to see it. But do we want to talk about the Angel Reese-Caitlin Clark situation? Do we want to go there? Because I'd love to go there. I'd love to tell you what I think. So, little history. John Cena... WWE star turned like mediocre actor. Like he is like a C grade Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the sense that he was an athlete. I mean, WWE, like questionable, but an athlete, so to speak, and then started acting and for some reason kept getting roles when you're like, why? But Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I can't say, I can't just call him The Rock and I can't just call him Dwayne Johnson. He is Dwayne The Rock Johnson, um, who I love. I think it took him a bit, but then he became a really good actor. Like, I'm waiting to see that with John Cena. Uh, Yeah, I'm just, he is not a good actor. But, you know, apparently it was legendary in the WWE. If I watched that, maybe I'd know, but I don't. So he used to do this move with his hand in front of his face. You can't see me. If you could see me right now, I'm doing the move to myself. Uh, And it basically was like, I'm so fast. I'm so athletic. I'm so big. You can't see me. He would do it to opponents once he'd like pin them, like fake pin them because it's the WWE and it's like not real. I still don't understand. Anyways, but he would do it when he would like pin them and then like get in their face. You can't see me move, which is like just the hands in front of the face. Okay. So Caitlin Clark, who is 
legendary. She's phenomenal. She, I really think, is considered by most to be the best female in the game right now, uh, college player. And she, so she plays for Iowa. She is the star for Iowa. She started adapting this, like, you can't see me move, uh, specifically in their final four game against Louisville. Listen, she's the first college basketball player, man or woman, to record 900 points and 300 assists in one season. In the Louisville game, she scored over 40 points. She was, that was historic. She was the first woman to do that. Uh, So she did, she went to her bench and did the you can't see me move. And she's also been seen like doing a few other savage moves, just the competitive spirit, keeping it going throughout the tournament. Um, She said, you're down by 15 points. Shut up uh, to a player. She um, like motioned to a player, like, I'm not going to guard you. I'm not worried about you. So she was just, she was just being competitive. And she was kind of like, the ESPN called her the queen of clap backs. And that's exactly what she was doing. So she's amazing. We love her. Caitlin Clark. Angel Reese is LSU's star. She won MVP after the game. Uh, She went up to Caitlin after they, well, it was like the final second. So they were about to win the championship as Caitlin's team was losing. Obviously did the you can't see me motion while pointing to her finger, signaling like we got a ring, you don't have a ring, and you can't see me. I'm better, I'm faster, I'm stronger. Whatever like the whole move means, that's what she was encompassing. And people were mad. People were mad because they felt like it was classless. I mean, I've seen some some mean insults hurled towards Angel Reese for this gesture. And there was this flip side of people saying Angel Reese was just doing exactly what Caitlin Clark was doing. Why are we praising Caitlin Clark, calling her the queen of clapbacks? For doing it and then calling Angel Reese classless. And it's so true. I'm sorry if you're here because you wanted to hear something differently. You're not going to. They were doing the exact same move. Sure, Caitlin Clark directed it at her bench. Angel Reese directed it at Caitlin Clark. It doesn't matter. It's the same move. And if this were too... Du- two NBA players doing this to each other, it would barely even make Twitter, let alone CNN national news the next morning. It pained me just a little because it felt like all anyone could talk about after the game was this gesture and how Angel Reese like was a sore loser or sore winner and how Caitlin Clark like kept her head up and was so classy. And you know what? Like Caitlin Clark was clapping at everyone before that game. So I don't like the double standard. I think it's taking away from the game. And the game was, like I said, really phenomenal, really captivating. I'll be honest, it was one of the first women's finals that I ever sat down and watched because I think it was so glossed over in years before and it's just so prevalent this year and I'm so happy about it. Do I think that Angel Reese was in the wrong? No. Do I think that Caitlin Clark was in the wrong? 
No. Do I think they're both phenomenal players who are just showing competitive spirit on the court and making the game that much more exciting? Yes. Yes. That's, that's what I think. I think there's a double standard. I think, I mean, you're going to go, we did a meme Monday post with pictures from the women's final and you know, we were just making jokes uh, with pictures and I had to women come on there to comment about how disgusted they were with Angel Reese. And it's like, save your energy, people. First of all, this is a meme post. This is, this is about memes. We are laughing. We are having fun. Also, bring that same energy for Caitlin Clark when she did it or when she told the player to shut up or when she waved the player off uh, in previous games. Uh, there is absolutely a race factor here. And that's what I think. I think uh, that it's just really telling how people have reacted to two players doing the exact same move. But I will say uh, I was stoked for LSU for many reasons, but mostly for their coach. I love Kim Mulkey. (laughs) I think she's hilarious. Uh, She always looks like she is headed to a Taylor Swift concert. Am I right or am I right? I mean, the pinks and the sequins. And it just so happened that there was a Taylor Swift concert in Dallas this weekend, uh, same weekend as the NCAA tournament, same place. Uh, Both were sold out. It's just, I love it. It, I love the Taylor Swift connections. I was going to see if I could get through a whole podcast episode without mentioning Taylor Swift's name. I have now failed. And I'm not sorry. All right. Also a fun note. So obviously the men's game was last night. UConn took the win over San Diego State. It was 76-59. UConn has now won five times. UConn, University of Connecticut, my home state. I will uh, give a shout out to them. Go Huskies. I also think this was the year that the girlies who picked based on the mascots may have actually won their bracket pool. Because hear me out, the Huskies are cute, and I think a lot of people like dogs, so I'm sure that they chose them to go at least pretty far. Also, number four seed, so like it would be smart to choose them to go far. But also, like all the guys who are doing the math and choosing the number one seeds to go far and, and like being really strategic about it, lost. They lost this year because there were so many upsets. And so I think like maybe those girlies who just had no idea what they were doing and were like, oh, mascots fun, might have won uh, the, the sportsish bracket challenge. It actually was a guy who won our bracket challenge for the men's tournament, a female for the women's tournament. Um, he messaged me right away, Andrew. Congratulations on winning the $500 Delta credit. And I can't wait to see where you go. But uh, yeah, March Madness is over. Speaking of kind of like fun, cute facts, Angel Reese's cousin, Jordan Hawkins, plays for UConn for the Huskies. And so it's like two cousins winning the national championship at the same time. I... Uh, I was somewhat sad because UCLA, who have the brother on the men's team and the sister on the women's team, I was hoping like they would both win because brother-sister would be cute. But you know what? If we can't get brother-sister, let's get cousins. I love it. 
Uh, I love that. I love, I'm not going to say I love March Madness, but I've, I'm coming around. I've come around. There's just so many cool storylines of these really young kids who have so much potential that it's kind of fun. It's, it's that human interest piece of sports that gets me. And, and I was into it this year. Going back to some tea, some piping hot tea that I just don't know if I believe. Is Tom Brady dating Reese Witherspoon? That's the rumor. Let's be honest. The rumor is unfounded, but it is a rumor. If you've ever heard of the gossip account Demois, they are the ones who first posted the rumor. And it said like a recently divorced quarterback is dating a recently divorced actress. And it was they made it very clear who the two were. And I have a lot of thoughts here. First, Reese, don't. Reese, stop. Reese, run. <laughs> Those are, that's, that's like my main thoughts. I'll read you right now. The submission to Demois, a gossip account on Instagram, said, Epic and unexpected celeb couple. A-list actress who just announced her divorce, which she did uh, like about a week and a half ago is newly dating A-list NFL athlete who also recently divorced. So, and the email address, they do like email address with hints. If you've never followed Demois, I highly suggest it. It's hard though, because you just don't know what's true here. But the email address is legallyblonde at patriotsbuccaneers.com. So if they wanted to make it any more obvious, they couldn't have. Uh, So Reese Witherspoon and Tom Brady... I don't see it working out whatsoever for really only run one reason, and it's because Reese Witherspoon is a good person, uh, or at least that's what it feels like. Uh, and I don't know, maybe I'm too hard on Tom, guys, but just anyone who, like, he seems so self-absorbed. And, of course, I've never met these people. Reese Witherspoon doesn't come off that way to me. She also comes off as a girl who like is going to eat and Tom Brady comes off as a guy who's going to eat like one piece of avocado and like a stock of celery and some bone broth. Like Tom Brady should be dating Gwyneth Paltrow, who I believe is married. So unfortunately, that's not going to work out, but I could see them actually thriving together. Tom and Gwyneth. I think she's much older than him. She's in her 50s. He's in his 40s. But you know what? It's Hollywood. People date everyone. Uh, Do I think Reese and Tom are actually dating? Probably not. Is it a fun rumor to think about? Probably yes. Do I want Reese Witherspoon to date Tom Brady? Actually, for content-wise, I think it would be phenomenal. For sports-ish, it is the most sports-ish couple you can get. Uh, For her sanity, probably not. I don't know, guys. Am I too tough on Tom? Let me know. More tea for you. Happened at the Dodgers game. A man ran onto the field to try and propose during opening day, which was last Thursday. And, okay, what are you thinking, my friend? There are so many ways you can go about this. I have seen people put it up on the Jumbotron. I have seen people do it in their seats. I have seen people get like the 
ballpark involved, get the team involved, like do it during the seventh inning stretch. There are so many options. I get that you are a Dodgers fan and that your hopeful fiance is also a Dodgers fan. But what happens every single time a fan runs onto the field without any warning, right? We've seen it several times. We've, we saw it a ton in NBA games last year, lots of protesters running on the court. We saw it in the NFL this year, which was so dumb of that man to run on an NFL field to try and protest something because he got rocked by NFL players, uh, Aaron Donald specifically, who you don't want to get rocked by. Um, Okay, so this player thought it would be a good idea to propose to his girlfriend. They are both big Dodgers fans. By running on the field and getting on one knee, as she looks onto the field, first of all, this is the middle of the game. So he's a, he's a sushi chef, this man. Um, he was wearing his Mookie Betts jersey and his Dodgers hat. And he, he runs onto the field. And fans are freaking out around him. They're like, oh, what are you doing? And then they're like, oh, he's proposing. And he's on one knee for approximately four seconds before security just destroys him. I mean, just tackles him to the ground. And it is a hard hit. This man is not wearing any padding. Uh, He is just in khakis and a Dodgers jersey, and he gets rocked. Uh, His name is Ricardo Juarez. Good news, though, he and his girlfriend did actually get engaged. But that, (laughs) that was so sad and just really, really dumb of him. I'm not sure what he thought was going to happen. I also think the security guard took it a little too far because Buddy, like, come on, you see what's going on. He's on one knee. He's looking into the stands like he's trying to propose. He's not trying to protest. And I think the security guard was like, this is my moment. I have been waiting for this day. And in fact, he was waiting for this day and he tackled the heck out of him. More baseball drama. I mean, they just bring it. They bring it all the time. Anthony Rendon is an Angels player and he got in a fight with a fan in the stands. So there's this video that surfaced around social media after the Angels lost to the Athletics. And like I said, by the way, the Angels should be so much better than they are. They have two really, really good players. But for some reason, they are not good. Uh, They lost to the Athletics 2-1. They're heading off the field. And this player, Anthony Rendon, goes up to a fan in the stands and grabs his shirt and brings him down while grabbing his shirt. He said, what did you say? You called me a B word, huh? And the fan, <laughs> clearly nervous. The fan is nervous. He is, he is not feeling safe in this moment. And he, he was like, no, no, I did not. I did not call you any names. And Anthony was like, yeah, you did. You mother effer, he added. And then he let go of the shirt and he took like a, like a swing, like a punch. Like he was really going after it. So... He actually was just suspended for five games after this altercation. And yeah, not a good look for him. Um, Shohei and Mike are seen in the video looking at him like, dude, what are you doing? Just walk away. And I think this brings up a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. But it is 
fair to recognize that athletes have feelings. They are real people. You cannot just go to a game and say whatever you want to athletes and expect to get away with it. I think people are finally cracking down on that, especially in the NBA. Uh, man, Russell Westbrook has had his fair share of these types of altercations. I don't know if he's ever actually swung at a man, but like this happened with Chris Paul. This happened with Russell Westbrook. This has happened before. I think football players can't really hear what fans say to them. They got a lot of padding on. They're far away. So like you can't really get a football player mad, nor would you want to. Same with hockey players. Again, like far away, lots of padding, helmet. But like baseball players and basketball players, like you can, as especially as they're walking off, you can say things to them that they could hear. Just guys, they're they're real people. They have families. They have feelings. They are not invincible. So I don't know. I kind of think if if this fan did call him those names, he had a right to be upset. Did he have a right to like do a whole macho man like swing? at him probably not that was taking it overboard but uh yeah that's the baseball tea for the week moving on to soccer tea because let's just cover tea in every sport let's make this a tea episode uh what kind of tea do you guys like i'm a big chai tea girl myself should have poured myself a chai before i sat down to record but soccer uh we have pk who is a retired soccer player uh, he is the former fiance boyfriend of Shakira, the father to Shakira's sons. As we know, he cheated on Shakira. She caught him by using the jar of jam in their fridge as evidence. It's just all so epic and weird. Uh, but he spoke out and said that basically her fans have been coming after him and uh, people have no lives and so they're kind of going back and forth with the subtweeting towards each other. And it's all very awkward. And we are Team Shakira forever. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up our tea-filled episode. I have a three-year-old and a six-month-old right next to me who are saying, Mom, it's time to be done talking about sports. Uh, if my three-year-old George had his way, we would be talking about trains and Toy Story. That's where we're at in our lives. And so I'm going to wrap this up and thank you so much for being here. So much for joining us. Uh, we have some, like I said, really fun guests coming up, really elite content. If I do say so myself, and we will see you next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye.